On this episode, we look at the Argos' home opener against the Montreal Alouettes. Our fantasy advice somehow got us a win at the return of the fourth rank the three-minute warning. Crack those cold ones. It's the Argos FanCast. You can find us at Argos FanCast or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos FanCast or go directly to the argosfancast.podbean.com. I am Clay Chisholm. You can find me at all kinds of clay on the various social media machines. And joining us, as always, our resident historian from argofans.com. He is our VP of football operations, Will Gertler, MBA. Hi, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at argofans or join up at www.argofans.com. And once again, Doug is uh, is working. He will be back next week. So everybody waiting to hear me me yell and gravelly voice and all that stuff, that'll be back next week. Um, meanwhile, you can find Doug at uh, DougB519. That's him. Or you can find his group, Double the Double Blue Order. Just search Double Blue Order on the various social media machines. And uh, you can get the merch at doublebleuorder.ca. And that includes your starting quarterback's brand new law firm t-shirt. Get them while they're hot. Okay. Well, that was an eventful first week in the CFL season, don't you, say, don't you think, Will? Yes, it was. Uh, two close games. One game that was close up until the last couple minutes, and BC and Edmonton—that was not close. And to and to pull something out of Doug's repertoire, that was a shit kicking. And if I ever saw one, oh yes, it was. (laughs) I believe at one point James Butler was on pace for nine touchdowns. Yeah, I I believe it. (laughs) He scored uh, two rushing, two receiving in the first half. And and our pick as quarterback, our fantasy pick as quarterback, showed out really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, Nathan, uh, 26 Nathan, 29. 282 yards, three touchdowns. That, I, I and he ran two more in himself. Yep. <laughs> And, and okay, I'm. I didn't realize he ran. He ran for 78 yards in this game too. He did. Yep. He looked especially sharp. Um, Edmonton was as bad as advertised, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. They got well, with three picks. Yeah, Arbuckle. He at at points he looked good and then all of a sudden he did not and when he did not he looked real bad right all i gotta say is jalen collins and tristan deku wanted out to go lose 59 to 15 well that's okay they can they can go and do that tristan deku and jalen collins actually were their leading leading tacklers too Deku had six tackles and uh, Collins had four. Not great if you're leading tackles at DB, though. No, not at all. 
But I mean, Nathan Rourke, Canadian quarterback, did not look out of place at all. He did not, and uh, everybody. I think one of the storylines was was he going to live up to the confidence that his coaching staff put placed in him, and the answer in week one was yes. Now, now we'll have to wait till week three to see if uh, he lives up to that again. And, of course, he will not. Because he's because played in front of our Argonauts. Exactly, yeah. Um, they can start Antonio Pipkin. That'll work. Uh. Um, yeah, and, I mean, the other games, we had two real, like you said, two real close games to start the start the week off. Yeah. Um, Montreal held their own against Calgary. Calgary won, but didn't look great. No. Um, Montreal loses William Stanback in the second quarter of that game and really did. Oh, I mean, they did score a couple of touchdowns after that, but really they did not recover in the second half. Calgary's defense made their adjustments and uh, held Vernon Adams in check, who. I mean, I got to say, I mean, Vernon Adams scares me because, you know, he, he sometimes looks like he's the best quarterback in the league. And then there's other times you just hold up your hand and say, what's, you know, what's up with this guy? And, you know, it, it's that ambiguity that scares me going into Thursday's game. Yeah, cool. Because, I mean, this is going to be this game on Thursday is. As far as Montreal is concerned, it's it's on him at this point. Yeah, well, you know, they, he, went, out, they went up and went out and acquired Walter Fletcher from Edmonton today to add depth to the running back um, core. Whether they, I'll be interested to see if they start him or go with the Canadian Joshua Natwee, who ripped off a seventy-yarder last week. Yeah, seventy one seventy yarder. So the the uh, six carries he had were for twenty eight yards. Not horrible, not great. Um, but yeah, it, it's it'll be. Yeah, we don't know what we're gonna get out of uh, Montreal Wets, um, on. On Thursday, um, one of the things that uh, that we need to be a little concerned about is uh, the injury report right now. Um, looks like we're going to be without Juwan Bruskison, uh, Dylan Giffen, Deontay Knight, um, and uh, Peter Nicastro and Eric Rogers are all out. Uh, questionable, we've got uh, Jamal Peters, uh, Robert Priester, uh, Gregor McKellar, Ernest Edwards, DeVars Daniels, Jack, uh, yeah, Jack uh, Kassar, Isaiah Cage, and uh, Dejan Brissett. That's so two. far. The Isaiah Cage one concerns me. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's he's the guy who's who's come in and 
you know, we, we were hoping that his injury ro- woes were behind him, but uh, he's got got uh, what they're calling head injury. Yeah. He hasn't practiced all week. Um, I'm I, extremely nervous about Cravante starting. Yeah, and uh, possibly Dejon Allen maybe in the in that in that spot. Um, well, he'll, he'll, he'll be protecting McLeod's blind side. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's... It's not not an enviable task that uh, that they're in with, uh, you know, a couple of these injuries on the offensive line. Uh, it doesn't look like we have a a depth chart as of uh yeah no as we, as of recording time anyway yeah but uh let's do one last check here nope they've still got the 2021 stuff up yeah i never brought that up but come on guy you know whoever is running the website there yeah that that should be a a no-brainer um going into i mean this is going to be a little bit a little bit uh different than you know what we saw last year um you know we're going to have mcleod bethel thompson finally getting the nod as the starting quarterback yep um and if you if you paid attention to the Argo social media, they've put out some nice little videos of it, you know, looking like he is really owning this leadership role and and putting a stamp on this team. Yeah, I mean, no, nobody's ever doubted his leadership skill. It's, you know, whether he can be consistent enough to. Uh, consistent enough to make sure that. You know, we're throwing more touchdowns than BD3s. Yes. Yeah, and that's, I think that's, that's the one thing we've, we've got, we definitely, that's, more touchdowns than BD3s is definitely the goal this year. Um, yeah, as it should be with any team, but. Yeah, too much. Too often we relied on uh, on Boris Beatty to bail us out. Yeah. Last year, this year we need McLeod Bethel Thompson to be that guy. Um, the other thing we're going to get to see, which we didn't see in the preseason, is uh, the unleashing of Andrew Harris in the backfield. Yeah. And. Uh... You know, an effective Andrew Harris will take the pressure off MBT. Mm-hmm. And and Andrew Harris is also uh, great at picking up the blitz as well, too. Like he, he you know, he wasn't uh, in every down back for nothing uh, throughout most of his tenure in this league. So uh, I'm excited to have him back there, and I'm really excited to see what see what he can do. I hope that. Uh, uh, the Argos offensive line can handle Montreal much the same as uh, as Calgary did. Um, 
and with uh, Armando Sewell was the only one who really got any pass rush on them. Um, and hopefully that means we're going to see, you know, Andrew Harris not not touched for you know at least the first five yards. It'd be nice. Yeah. So apart from what, what we've touched on, is is there anything else that you can that you want to see out of the Sargos team in this first game? I want to see. One of the things about last year was, yes, we were nine and five, or the Argos were nine and five, but the Argos did not, you know, they gave up more points than they scored. And, you know, they won a lot of their games in close matchups. You know, you can't guarantee that that's going to happen year after year. I want to see them, you know, you know, I want to see them step on their throats and, you know, win by, you know, a couple touchdowns or more. And shut up the annoying Alouette's owner. Yes, yes. I, I saw that right before we started recording. And, yeah, the, the he, he, Things are going to kill us. Um, yeah, that doesn't always work out well, especially when you get a guy who feeds off bull, bulletin board material in uh, in Andrew Harris. And uh, and I'm pretty sure that there's a few few guys on defense that are going to want to have a say say in that. I'm just looking at the stats from last year, um, you know, and. The total number of plays, we were actually second to Montreal. We ran a uh, 1,007 offensive plays. They ran 1,045. Yet, as far as our yards per game, um, you know, we definitely weren't number two. Uh, you know, we, well, we were in third, but the points per game were at nineteen point one. Like that, that's that's gotta change a lot this year. You know, we were tied for uh, tied for fifth, but Montreal was first at twenty. 22.4 points per game. We have to fix that. The Argos need to score points to uh, to be the team that a lot of people think they're going to be this year. So I agree with you there, Will. We, we need to really start scoring some of these points and just Stepping on people's throats when we have them down. Yeah. You know, they have to. I mean, we we can... We've already commented on the lack of promotion or, or interest by one of the owners. However, while it may not 
well, it may not turn it around. You know, the the least the team on the field can do is win. Yeah. And we know they can. I mean, you know, we believe they can. Um, we've seen it in the preseason, but, uh, you know, they need to do it on, on the field on Thursday night against Montreal. And I, for one, think they're going to do it. You know, yeah. I was, I, I've, I've predicted the Argos going 14 and four this year. That's, that's a bold, uh, given the quality of the Eastern division, that's a bold prediction. Yeah. Um, you know, I 14-4 is my best case scenario. Worst case, I'm looking at 12-6. and six. Anything less than that, I'm going to be disappointed in this team. And I think that's, it. you know, I think having a team that that's going to win that many games is what you're going to need to start getting the other people that are not talking CFL football, talking CFL football, because they're hearing, you know, about the, about these exciting games at BMO. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, as much as we, we can, we can preach to everybody that you got to go to games. You got to, you know, you know, buy the merch, do all this stuff. Um, you know, Mike Hogan is doing everything he can. You know, we need to drum up the interest. Yeah, no, I mean, nobody, nobody, nobody doubts. You know, the job that you know the people are are doing. It's just it needs to be. You need to figure out to get it out widespread. Yeah, and. Not only do you have to, um, you know, it, you know the way the way you get it widespread is to get the get the people get people talking, you know, and yep, that's that that's a little vi- viral thing, you know, when uh, things get you go viral, people start talking about them, so more people are going to want to come to the games, and you know. Those people are going to talk. We got to, you know, make make sure every new fan feels welcome. Um, and and since we're since we're talking about going to the game, we might might as well mention everybody go get your tickets. Uh, Argonauts.ca/tickets for the the home opener. You can get them as cheap as uh, twenty twenty eight dollars twenty five dollars. Uh, if you talk to the talk directly to the Argos, come sit in the end zone with us. Uh, seven dollar beers, three dollar hot dogs. Yeah. So since we're you know finishing up talking about this game, which uh, as of recording time is now one day, twenty two hours, three minutes, and twenty seconds away. Um. Will, what's your prediction for this game? Argo and. I'm gonna say Argos by nine. I don't know. I don't know why that number rings a bell, but I'm gonna say Argos by nine. Argos uh, by ten. Oh, the price um, is right. 
and and you know Doug, since uh, well he's not here, we get to uh, make his predictions for him. He's going to say Argos by eleven. Because mm. that's just who he would. That's just what he would do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now we. I mean, we've talked about you know, the you know how great the first week of the CFL season uh, was. I think I, I got to go back to BC, and I think that that was exactly what they needed out there. They put on a fantastic show for the this the first game under the new ownership they brought in um uh, one republic who put on a great pregame uh concert they even had uh, a uh tailgate concert out uh, out there as well too i'm not sure yep. if there was a venue in there but yeah biff naked uh, rocked that show too so you know, not only did they do something for the fans inside, they did something for the fans outside. They put a lot of money into into that game, and exactly what needed to happen happened. BC just came out there and laid a beating to Edmonton. And I mean, just seeing a couple people on on Twitter who uh, mentioned that was a you know first game they they first uh, Lions game they they've been to and uh, they're excited to go again you know that's what we need to do right here um you know yeah we're probably not going to get as many fans in uh because we're not having a pregame concert we're not making it th- that as much of a big event as they they did I don't think you many people can um but yeah we need to just make people walk away to talk about this this team. Yeah. You know they. You know they like it reminded me of kind of like the, the first Argo game at BMO. You know they got a good crowd and got blown out by Hamilton. Yeah. And had we won. You know, things might have been might have been a little bit different. It, it it's the it's the nature of the beast with this Toronto market, right? You know, you've got so many things that people want you to spend money on, and you you've got to get people excited about your your product for them to spend money on that product. Yeah, yeah, you, you with the Jays, you know. Uh... We're doing well, so not easy. No. But not, no. Can't be making excuses either. No. We're we're both well aware of, you know, what MLSC has not been doing. Yeah. Illegal procedure. Defense. They made the offense move. Five-yard penalty. First down repeated. I really don't want to drop a flag on them twice. I really don't. What did they do this time? Well, I listened to um, Z103 
on my on my drive uh, drive home um, because I, I like my Geno beats. Um, but the Tie Cats have a ticket giveaway on Z103.5. That uh, purely a Toronto. They well, they're technically Orangeville, but they're based out of uh, Etobicoke. Okay. Yep. So then the Tie Cats radios, Mississauga. Yeah. Like, what, what the heck? You know, we we did get a it did get an announcement that uh, Argo Games will be back on TSN 1050 this year. So that's a, that's a we'll take that as a win. Uh, hopefully, the, you know we've got Mike Hogan and TJ uh, calling the game, so that'll be that'll be a win. Um, but yeah, it, it's when you hear a, a station that's supposed to be the Greater Toronto Area promoting a rival team, not something that you really really want to hear. No, it isn't. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, not, I'm not going to fault the Ticats marketing team for doing that. No, absolutely not. You know, I mean, if they if you're going to make the offer and they're going to say yes, that's a bonus. But you know, why isn't Toronto doing this? You know, and then they and to top that all off, they've got they've got their their announcers talking about Thai cat football to a Toronto to a mostly Toronto audience. Yeah. And we've had Argonaut players on that station before in, in past years. It's I frustrating. Just, it's right. Like, and yeah, and you know, Toronto's a, a I understand. It's a it's a completely different animal. You've got so many different outlets. But let's let's do something. Let's do something. Now I think we we just we need to get right to you know what everybody has been waiting for. The greatest fantasy advice on the planet available for CFL fantasy. Uh, We scored 104.8 points last week, and we beat the Wood Cookie Sawcast. Somehow, our advice was correct. Now, this week, <laughs> we we have a civil war going on. We're taking on our friends over at the X's and Argos. They're not our friends this week. For the purposes of... Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't even come on our show to help preview the Argos. Not to mention, no, okay... We're recording at the same time, too. You know, we've got family commitments. Sure. 
You're just scared. Ben, you're scared. So let's start it out right right now. Are, are we putting McLeod Bethel-Thompson in a quarterback? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't like any. I mean, Vernon Adams is too expensive. Cody Fajardo is too expensive. Jeremiah Mazzoli, I mean, I don't know. I just, uh, did he, you know, they, they, you know, he threw for a lot of yards, but they really didn't finish it, Ottawa. Uh, Zach Leros' health status and Bully by Mitchell's health status is, you know, kind oh. of ambiguous. And Nick Arbuckle, no way. So. Okay. I mean, law, fir- law firm is in. Law firm's the best guy. That's less than the ten thousand bucks. Yep. And we have to put Andrew Harris in there. Well, I, that's gonna impact our other positions. Yeah, but I mean, it's Andrew Harris, and I am gonna pick. As far as defenses go, I'm I went add, Argos on that one. Yeah, I'm going to Argos uh, because I mean, once again, we're you're looking at uh, you know only two teams above that $3,200 mark, and everybody else sits there. So when you're when you're at that, you you take the take the Argos. Although uh, your your Rough Riders at 3785 is not a bad, may not be a Bad play. Yeah, no. They did. they did score quite well against Hamilton last week and have Edmonton. Yeah. That game's a Commonwealth, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think we're going to need need the, those little bits of money uh, here. In You know, we've got four other positions uh, to fill, and we've got sixteen thousand dollars, sixteen and a half thousand dollars left. Um, yeah, we have to fill up every spot, don't we? Yeah. So wide receiver. Um, as much as I would love to take Brandon Banks, uh, that's going to just kill our our salary cap here. Curly. Um. Curly Gittins. Curly Gittins. Let me find him here. 6,500. Curly Gittins Jr. Okay, he's our Argo. Yeah. If you want to go with Kean Schaefer Baker, he's cheap. Yeah, he had a decent game last week, too. Yep. And they're playing Edmonton, so like there we go. They're down to fifty-three fifty-four and we got two spots left. So we're going dirt cheap. Um we need a running back and a flex player, so uh put Let's go at a boy, at a boy A for now. We always reserve the right to change it when we see a depth chart. Yep. Okay. 
So we've got both. We got two Toronto running backs. We're going heavy Toronto. Shocker. And flex player, we got twenty eight hundred dollars left. Twenty eight hundred dollars left. So we'd be okay. Um, it would be. We got. Uh, uh, Luther Hakuna Va, Vanu. Did he play it all last week? Uh, caught eight passes. No, da, da, da. did he play last week? No, he. No. It doesn't look okay. like he. Yeah, this is, this is, I mean. Well, that's why, you know, I know you wanted to dig Andrew Harris. Oh. Yeah, that, that's, that's a tough one. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we drop Andrew, and oh, I hate to. I don't want to do that. Um. Okay, so on the flex. Um. Well, okay. Let, let's hold on a second. Okay, so we know that. Both Rogers and Daniels are banged up. Yep. So I mean, we're, we're under no obligation to tell the public, the general public, our uh, our team right now. So let's wait for a depth chart because I mean, if a guy like Cam Phillips or Isaiah Wright's going to be into the lineup, they're at twenty five hundred. All right. Well, okay then. So we we've got uh, right now McLeod Bethel Thompson. Quarterback Curly Gittins Jr., wide receiver, uh, Keenan Schaefer Baker, uh, wide receiver, and the Argos defense will leave the running back spots open and the flex spots open pending depth charts. Yeah, and we'll see how that I, I would, uh, the, the one guy that that I might look at if if we can make the numbers work is uh, Richard Sedani from uh. Calgary. He had a decent game yeah. last week, um, and he's and he's one of the few players in the CFL that's wearing that uh, that new uh, uh, Rydell Axiom uh, helmet, the one that looks like it's uh, it's a fighter pilot helmet. Mm. And I mean, if you if you go by the players that have come out and said they that have worn it. They said it's the most comfortable helmet they've ever worn. It's just ugly as shit. Okay. Um, and we'll have to take some input from Doug, Doug as well on this. Uh, hopefully you can give us some input uh, in between his shifts. Ah, okay. Picks for week two. We've already picked the, uh, the, well, the, the main event of the week, uh, Starting off with the Montreal and Toronto. Toronto's going to win by 9, 10, or, or 11. 
um, or more, we we're happy with that as well. Um, Friday night, we've got Winnipeg uh, in the nation's capital taking on the Red Blacks. Who do you got, Will? Oh, um, probably. And I think Ottawa could probably edge them out. They probably should have won last week. So yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think this one's all going to pe- depend on uh, if Zach Caleros is allowed to play or not. Um, if Zach Caleros is is uh, is healthy, I I'm picking Winnipeg in this. But I don't think it's going to be uh, be lopsided in any way, shape, or form. Um, and for Doug, I've got a quarter here. We're gonna I'm gonna flip it, and uh, so we'll say uh, heads will be Winnipeg, tails will be Ottawa. And he's picking Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Saturday we've got a doubleheader. Uh, starts off at 6:30 Eastern in Hamilton where the Calgary Stampeders are in town to kick the shit out of the Ticats. Oh, I'm not supposed to. No, fuck it. I'm biased. Um, I'm picking the I'm picking the Calgary Stampeders. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to kick the shit out of the Ticats because uh, they're not that good either. Um, but I'm going to pick Calgary to win. Will? Oh. Uh... Yeah, Calgary. That, that line in Hamilton's a mess. And uh, I'm not going to flip the coin here. Doug's picking. Doug's picking Calgary. And then we we end off the week. Saskatchewan in Edmonton to take on the what the hell happened to us last week? Elks. You almost said Eskimos. I, I almost, but I didn't. I caught myself. Um, I'm picking Saskatchewan in this because Edmonton looked horrid. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any reason to not pick. As much as I hate to do this two weeks in a row, I don't have any reason not to pick Saskatchewan. And I don't think I think this is going to be. You know, I think it, we're we're looking at another double digit win uh, against Edmonton. And uh, okay, so we heads is uh, obviously the the visitor and tails is the home. So here we go for Doug. And Doug is picking Edmonton. Hmm. He, yeah, this quarter must have must have hurt him in a past life. So, yeah, those are the those are the picks this week. Um, we've given you the greatest fantasy advice known to man, and uh, you know our prediction: we're going to go two and zero. In our CFL podcast fantasy league, uh, and we're going to beat the Ben and JB and the X's and Argos. They may know more about how the game is played, but we still we still won last week, so they didn't. That was after Joe Pritchard was scared to death of playing them. He ended up winning. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes 
and you better make it good. Three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out. Is this thing on? Yeah. Are you hearing it? Doug did a little bit of homework for us this week and uh, provided us with the pork rankings. Um, so we'll start from the top and uh, box bacon would be the bombers. Um, basically they won. They didn't do anything. You know, they didn't do horribly, but you know, um, you know, you know that bacon that comes in the box all ready to go. The stuff you just have to warm up a little bit and drop it on the plate and boom, you're off to the races. Yeah, that. So that would be the Bombers. Uh, in in second, uh, the Stamps, they're just regular bacon. If Bombers were the ready-to-go bacon, this is the next best thing. The regular stuff that just takes a little bit longer to cook up, but tastes just as tasty. Yum delicious. Okay, I'm hoping he's not this box bacon stuff is not the freeze dried bacon because I will I would rather go. Is this the microwaved bacon? Yeah, no, no, that but that's that's good. It just I don't yeah the regular I would prefer regular bacon. God damn it, he made me pick the stamps. Fuck. Um. Mm. Next, the third is Alouette's oven roasted bacon. Uh, this is bacon, but with the challenge of a lot of cleanup afterwards. Sure, it tastes great and all, and all roasted evenly, but the cleanup afterwards is just as painful as butchering the pig. I also disagree with that. I do my bacon in the oven all the time. Put some tinfoil down and wipe the t- wipe the tinfoil up, and you barely even have to wash the pan. Um, red blacks are in fourth with real bacon bits. Uh, you know that you were, you know that salad you were afraid to eat because you're on the, on that stupid diet. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and uh, trying to be healthy, physically and mentally, but uh, then you then you find these bacon bits are finally real. Those are good on salads. Yeah, like not the not the crunchy ones, like actually. No, 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 the, no. The ones that you have to keep in the fridge. Yeah, those are good. Um, the regular bacon bits, which I also like, uh, is Lions in uh, in fifth place. Yep, it tastes great. Sprinkled all over baked potato, uh, drenched in butter and sour cream, so decadent. But deep down, you're still wondering to yourself if it's the real thing. Okay, uh, riders are Canadian bacon. Now, don't take that as an endorsement as being Canada's anything. This is not real bacon, but eats pretty deliciously if you put put it on the right pizza. Um, Toddy Pork Rankings uh, prefers pineapple with his pizza. We may have issues. Um, the Argos are mystery meat. For the sole reason that they did not play this week. Uh, sorry, no gimmies on the on uh, week one. Just like just like we give no rankings before the season starts. You got to earn your pork on the field, just like everyone else. Tie cats are pork chops, 
and not not your regular pork chops. They are the in this case the overcooked, pretty dry. Uh, they take forever to chew and even longer to swallow. Uh, applesauce, steak sauce, ketchup doesn't matter. This one's this was one rough cook. And the elks are spam. This is a prime example of how not to handle your food. Take the leftover bits and pieces and slam it through a mesh pummel into a can, suck out all the air, and toss it in a box. Makes sense. So somehow the Argos drop, well, you know, because, you know, three down nation dropped them down, you know, for no reason other than three down nation. Yeah, well. Yeah. And, you know, three down yeah. If it was the Ticats, who did who had the bye first week, they probably uh, would have stayed. Risen. Yeah. Or, or stay somehow where they risen. Were. Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't uh, didn't move in this in the uh, CFL rankings, and the only writer or I guess expert on CFL.ca that uh, doesn't know what he's talking about this week is Chris O'Leary. He did not yep. pick the Argos. Um, but you know, we won't hold that against them too much. We'll still hold that against them. Just not so much. Um, and then the other stuff we've got, uh, got going on, um, you know, the Argo social media is a little bit different. Adam's moved on. He's, uh, heading up things for the Winnipeg jets and true North out in Winnipeg, but They've changed up a little bit of uh, of uh, some of what they're doing on the the Argos uh, social media, and they're getting some more video of the players uh, and and different things going on in and around practice and and stuff like that. Pinball held a plank for longer than uh, than any of the the players that were doing it in that one video, which kind of blew me away. Oh, what's uh, the one with all the, you know, the one where we got to see um, Brandon Banks standing next to Sean Oakman? No, no, no. This was uh, this was actually out either yesterday or today. Um, there are a bunch of offensive players doing uh, doing planks, uh, not not necessarily but just uh, just holding the oh. plank. Um, and. Uh, they they all the players got up and pinball was still was still going. And that man looked more solid than any of the, any of the players did when they were holding. Their, the, at 59, man, that that dude is still in great shape. And I think we'll, uh, we'll leave it off. With our friends from Kazakhstan, you know, we're not going to go into some of the, the super fun stuff they, they said this week, but we're just going to leave it off with the real season starts for me on Thursday or later. That will do it for this uh, this edition of the Argos FanCast. Will, where can they find you? You can find me, well, you can find us. In the parking lot south of BMO Field along the tree line. 
if you're going to be going to the game on Thursday and you have some time, come say hello at the tailgate party. And on social media, you can find uh, him at ArgoFans or ArgoFans.com. Join and uh, talk with like-minded Argo fans. You can find Doug at DougB519 or find the Fight His Group, uh, the Double Blue Order. Uh, just search Double Blue Order on any of the social media machines. They are there. And you can find the Double Blue Order merch, including the Law Firm t-shirt at DoubleBlueOrder.ca. You can find me at all kinds of play on the various inst- various social media machines. You can find the Argos Fancast anywhere you find your friendly neighbors neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast or the Argos Fancast.podbean.ca and on social media at Argos Fancast. Oh, that does it for our tune-up for the home opener. We'll talk to you again. When we're talking about the Argos that won it all. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>